dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and you're here for the Cheeky Punt Podcast. Now, hopefully Sauce is in a better mood this week because he did have a positive return on investment, which is good. I, th- I thought you were a little bit somber last week in the uh, betting review, Sauce. Yeah, thanks, Pez. Uh, I was a little bit somber during the review, but during the bet slip, I definitely found uh, my form and I was up and about. You, you always do. You, you can't lose do. in, the, always do, in yeah. the bet slip. And Pez, I'm, I'm feeling up and about. I'm, you know, I am a little bit somber though, Pez, because... I had a really big loss uh, on the on the weekend. Really, really big loss. Yeah, my well, cheeky. Oh yeah, it was guaranteed to get up, and uh, all three Look, all three I, legs failed. I could not believe it. I spoke to you many times uh, throughout <laughs> the weekend, including on the podcast, and I said, "Mate, you have got no chance uh, in that one." And uh, you just said, "Yep, it's a green tick, guaranteed money." And I said, "Mate, I've already got the red cross on the on the graphic." He said, well, you're going to look very silly. And I said, oh, all right, I'll speak to you after the game then. Yeah, and you didn't speak to me after the game. So uh, you <laughs> still looked silly because you weren't a man of your word. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> no, it was a, it was one of those ones where Pez, it got to the end of the round. It was the last game on the Sunday. And I'm like, I don't have a bet here. I need to put my cheeky down. At, at least and there was no profit. value. At least I had a crack. All right, that's all good. Uh, we'll get into our betting review. All right, and this is the review for AFL season and round five. I'm glad we're doing the AFL season there, Bez. I was a little bit upset we might have been going into the NBL or the NRL. Or I, I was thinking of just going NRL a little bit, winning uh, too much in the AFL. I thought I'd give myself a <laughs> just challenge. moving and, ship, moving ship. You know, try and go from there. I'm not on the ship, actually. You're still on the ship, though. At, uh, I can see that uh, island, though. I'm not far away. I'm uh, let's get into round five. I, I staked $185. I returned $284.64 for a return on investment of 53.85%, which is uh, scintillating for a round. Very, very good. Uh, total for the year, stake $955, returned $1,281.84 for a return on investment of 34.22%, which uh, I love where I'm sitting at the moment after five rounds. Yeah, so you should, uh, Pez. Uh, round five, cracked the gorilla on the return, the $1,000. You got over the threshold there. You didn't have much to go uh, last round though, to get over, but did crack your first gorilla, the first gorilla of the year. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I just like that I've returned more than I've staked and uh, 34%. I uh, love sitting at the top of that hotel. Yeah, well, as, as, as all the viewers know, I like a bit of a challenge and I like to set myself up <laughs> for a challenge because winning is just too easy and... Uh, you know, we did consider in the off-season. Yeah, you never away say that in punting. <laughs> you can't say that in punting. No, but for round five, I actually had a winning round. And I say actually because I've been uh, knowing great form early on. And uh, I've slowly been climbing back, uh, but not quick enough for my likings. I can see the island that Pez is building. It's starting to look like a seven-story resort, <laughs> but I can see it. I staked 155 for round five, returned at 212.50, a ROI of 37.09%, which is uh, pretty good, Pez. That's handy. what you're doing for the whole year, about 30%. <laughs> now, handy little round. Handy, handy little, little round. round. It was a good one. Uh, would have been even more handy if my uh, cheeky got up, so that's why I'm a little bit somber because it should have been green ticks all around. But uh, for the year, I've staked $895 and returned $882.13, just falling short with an ROI of minus 1.43%. All right, so just uh, before we get into the games, a little bit of a question uh, without notice. There's been five rounds of the premiership season. You, you feel like you, we might be getting a, a bit of a read on it. How long do you think it, it usually takes to be able to have a, a great read on, on all teams? Oh, it's funny, actually, I said I said this to you before, Pez. I said about, about round six, I think, is where you really can sort of see where teams are faced because early on in the year, generally the, the teams that are going to be poor for the rest of the year, they're up and about, their lists are still young and they haven't have fatigued. You know, you do, they, they, they see themselves as a chance against most sides, so they get a couple of sneaky easy wins there. By round five, you sort of picked, all right, these are the top half ladder, this is the bottom half ladder, and you can sort of start to pick some of those matchups. I think this round here is going to be really important for, for punting because you'll be able to know the teams to stay away from, 
you better know the teams that are that are pretty decent, and if they they are the real deal, there's a couple of teams this week that are being tested, and you will be able to really place them against the barometer, I guess, for for punting and see if you know teams like Melbourne are they the real deal? Teams like you know the Bulldogs coming up against probably the, a decent sort of competitor with GWS that's finding form. You can find out that if Richmond are going to put it into cruise control for the year, you, you can find well, you can ask some questions about the, some of those the thing other teams. Is the Richmond line source has come in uh, from about thirteen and a half to down to five and a half, so it's like. Uh, there's a belief in Melbourne there, but if you believe in Richmond, you can get a really handy price and, and a bit of value if you actually think Richmond's going to win. Uh, speaking about that, we do need to go through round five, and St Kilda versus Richmond was our first game in round five. Now, I didn't have a bet in this and uh, didn't enjoy the game at all. No, it was one of those games that uh, promised uh, promised a lot, actually. St Kilda returned to form last week, and Richmond have been sort of staggering, you know, back-to-back losses for the first time in a while, and they... They looked a little bit underwhelming in the last couple of weeks, but that was not the case uh, this round, Pez. They absolutely got off to a flyer uh, from the second quarter, and from then they basically walked it out of the centre into the into the goal square and just piled on goals. What what was the, the final margin in the end there, Pez? Uh, 86 points, I'm, I'm pretty sure, after I woke up from a fourth quarter snooze. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, at least someone woke up in that fourth quarter because St Kilda <laughs> were not uh, that, and that's why my three-leg same-game multi was a red cross there, Pez. Did escape with a bonus bet, thank goodness. I uh, got the line wrong, plus 14.5. Hunter Clark and Jack Steele both got 20 disposals, so... $20 bonus bet that I'm going to use this week uh, somewhere on my uh, bet slip. Yeah, ho- Free money, free ho- money. Hopefully you get a win on that. If you get a return, that's uh, uh, money earned. All right, the next game was West Coast versus Collingwood on a Friday night. Uh, I did have a bet in this one. I had West Coast 1-39, to 39 and I was a little bit worried that it might go 40-plus. And then Collingwood started off on fire. We are up by about three goals. And I thought, oh, if West Coast are going to win it, we go from here. Dugowie went off in concussed, and then Jeremy Howe went down with a hamstring, and you thought, yeah, Collingwood aren't going to be able to keep up here. And uh, they did come back and have a little bit of fight in that fourth quarter, but nothing uh, too pretty, and West Coast won pretty comfortably, and that bet one comfortably, so a return of 56.25 from 25 bucks. Yeah, speaking of comfortably, that's exactly what uh, my three-leg same-game multi did, mate. It got it in absolutely easy. I had Tim Kelly for 20, he got 28. Jack Redden, who for 20, should have put him for 25, should have put him for 30. He ended up with 37 in the end. Should have put him for 35. <laughs> he looked absolutely amazing. Uh, and I had the overs 159.5 and, a half and yeah. it got up to 179, so that was a pretty pretty easy uh, bet for that for me. I returned uh, $50 in that one. Yeah, shoot it in on a, on a $2.50 same game multi. So that's yeah, a little ripper. Not a nice bet there, Sauce. Next game was the, the Bulldogs up against the Suns, uh, at least for the, for the second half or some of the third quarter. Uh, in, in this game, I had over 170.5 points, and I was a little bit worried when Gold Coast hadn't kicked a goal with uh, less than a minute left in the in the first half. I thought, <laughs> come on, I'm going to need you to yeah. give me a little bit of help here, Gold Coast. 30, 30 seconds to go, and they're on three points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did come out and, and kick a good score. In the, well, not a great score, but uh, enough score in the end, and uh, the, the game points got over, and had the max 50 on it, returned 94. I was very happy. Yeah, very happy. Just like uh, a lot of Bulldog supporters would have been with that. Uh, there are a lot of Bulldog supporters. And this is what I'm talking about, Pez. Round five. Round five is where teams are like, yep, yep, we're good. Next week will be a big test for the Bulldogs because they really haven't beaten anyone and they've been absolutely shitting in it, as you said earlier. Um, and piling up big scores, it'll be interesting to see if they can get out of cruise control because they haven't been challenged yet and they've been doing it pretty easy. Oh, that, well, that's the thing. And uh, Bulldogs, they're, if their challenge isn't this week against GWS and they get through that comfortably, their challenge will be in round seven when they take on uh, Richmond. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the next game was the Battle of the Bridge, the Sydney Swans versus GWS Giants. And I thought this was very interesting source. If you told me that Buddy kicks five and Toby Green kicks one goal seven, I'd say that uh, Sydney win pretty comfortably there. But uh, the Giants got the win by two points. Yeah, Josh Kelly goal uh, with very, um, ca- not Kelly-like, sorry, very uh, Nick Davies-like. Uh, oh, you keep mentioning Nick Davis. I, Nick Davis, mate. It was it was a great goal and it uh, put a stamp in history, Pez. You, you've got to respect the great goals. I don't know why you don't want to talk about history. It's, it's oh, I, I do want to talk about it. You just had a crack the, crack the shits the other week when I tried to bring up Nick Davis. Only because you, you made me listen to that sound clip <laughs> over and over again when we were trying to make the thing. But anyway, Josh Kelly snags one around the body off a, a little set play down in the forward line. Um, it was a bit disappointing to watch, actually. There were so many Sydney players standing around watching that uh, sort of develop, and it was very disappointing. And, and as you said, 
Sydney were very lucky to actually be in this game because GWS, highly inaccurate. The skipper, one goal, seven, and uh, up into the last quarter had six straight behinds. He kicked that, that sort of that goal in the last quarter. And could you see the concentration on his face, mate? It was hey, if you absolutely had, stellar. Imagine you had him for four goals or three goals. <laughs> imagine you had him for two goals to win like a big same game multi or something and he kicks one goal, seven. Uh, he was very happy though because they got their second win of the season, second in a row, and uh, they broke my bet because I had Sydney to win uh, one to thirty nine, twenty five dollars stake, and uh, it lost with the uh, Nick Davis like goal. Yeah, lucky uh, I just went really basic with my same game multi. I only had a nice basic two dollar odds. Papley to kick a goal. Josh Kelly uh, to get 20 and Jordan Dawson to get 20. And all of those uh, did it pretty easily. So doubled up there, $40 return pairs, done uh, right $20 profit. Two uh, tab of same game multis and uh, over two bucks and two easy wins. So maybe we'll see something in round six from you from tab. The next game was Carlton versus Port Adelaide and could not believe <sighs> after we recorded this pod what was happening with the line on this one. So I got Port Adelaide $1.69 and so did you, Sauce. We both I, had I the, wanted to do a live bet because just on the same bet. We, <laughs> bo- up. we both had the max on it and I actually saw them go out to two oh four, and that's Port Adelaide. So Carlton actually came into favourites on all bookies that I saw. I don't understand and that. I don't know who's throwing money at Carlton or, or why they thought they would beat Port Adelaide, but Carlton were very, very poor on the night. Their skills inside 450... Uh, were, were very shocking and Port Adelaide were just damaging with so many uh, great players and, and great runners. There was if you, if you believed like we did, Pez, Port Adelaide to win, there was so much value in this. They won every quarter, which um, they won not only with the individual quarter winners, they won, wire, they won wire to wire, they won the line in each quarter. You could have done a half-time line, full-time line. You could have done so many things with Port Adelaide. I love it when the bookies get it wrong, Pez. The only thing I didn't love is that we recorded the show so early in the week and we had the uh, the one sixty nine odds. But in that in that you time, to, in that moment, it. you had to take it. I thought one sixty nine was overs for them because I thought 100%. Port Adelaide should have been around a dollar forty eight, dollar fifty uh, to win down at the MCG away, uh, and I still would have probably taken that as well. But to get two bucks at the end, that that was pretty good. But we only got it a dollar sixty nine here on the pod. And uh, 50 bucks returned, 84.50 for both of us, Sauce. We'll take that win and we'll move on to the next game. Yeah, speaking of uh, moving on to the next game, I'm so glad that I steered clear of this game, Pez. Uh, it was absolutely torrential rain in Brisbane for half a game. Did you watch the game in terms of the slip and slide in the middle of that ground? It wasn't even like people were crashing. It was just literally like walking and it was, boom, water flying everywhere. You see the ball when it just bounces on the floor. <laughs> and it just and the, dies. <laughs> all, the, all the water just going around. But uh, you didn't have a bet in this one, Sauce, but I had my cheeky and I, I liked my cheeky before this and then I saw the telecast and... All their jumpers are soaking wet, torrential rain. We saw the state of the ground. And I had uh, 25 to 26 goals. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's probably not going to happen at the, at the start <laughs> of the game there. So, uh, cheeky, no good. No, you didn't get far off, though. You got 21 goals. 21 goals is not bad. It was only five goals off. And uh, Brisbane were highly inaccurate with uh, 15 goals, 12. So, you weren't far off there, Piz. Yeah, but the, the weather didn't help. But I uh, didn't know it was going to be torrential rain. But... That's the risk you take when you punt on that early in, in the week. So if you are going to punt on something like that and you want to be a little bit more careful, you just wait closer to the day. You check the weather, uh, the radars, see how they're going in Brisbane or Adelaide, wherever the game's being played. Yeah, and as you'll see with uh, my next bet as well, Pez, it's one of those things that you take in terms of the lines and the overs and all those things that you um, don't factor in earlier in the week. So the, the team lists... Obviously, in key injuries, weather, um, you know, anything else that comes up. In the next game, I picked Frio plus seven and a half at the line, and that ended up coming into about four and a half, uh, you know, for towards uh, Fremantle, obviously. Um, and seven and a half was really great for me because it was a pretty close game. They didn't win it until that last quarter. So I, I, I capped off with a win. It seemed like an absolute bargain uh, when you got seven and a half and we're looking at four and a half just before the game. Uh, and Fremantle did what they needed to do. Adelaide didn't have Sloan. Tex actually hurt his calf. Uh, I don't know if it was in the second quarter or the third second quarter, quarter source, yeah. but uh, he didn't not look good in that second half. And uh, I don't know if he'd be travelling to Tasmania this week, but uh, Fremantle, Nathan Fife, David Mundy, that's a fourth quarter to remember. Uh, Rory Lobb uh, in front of the sticks was absolutely no good, but uh, you had the plus seven and a half, had 20 on that, return 38. Sunday game for me, no bet uh, for me. So we would go from there. The next game was a really interesting one. Both no bet source. It was Hawthorne versus Melbourne. Hawthorne were with them for three quarters. They were five points down 
And then if you turned your head, blinked your eyes, you look back, they're 50 points down, they lose by 50. They piled on eight goals in that last quarter uh, and four behind. So they had 12 scoring shots to four in that last quarter. And yeah, and then we spoke about this in the pregame pairs that Hawthorne, we, ha- we don't know if Melbourne are the real deal yet. And this was a real big test for them. I think they went into the game, you know, reading their own press a little bit. And Hawthorne are a team that haven't been um, blown out of any game this year. They've sort of been, they've sort of stuck around a lot of the game through game plan. It was a danger game for, for Melbourne most definitely, but uh, that fourth quarter, wow, <laughs> wow. Well, one thing for me, I'm watching uh, Melbourne pretty closely this season, been to their, two of their live game source, uh, is Max Gorn. Now, always talk about Max Gorn and he's all Australians and, and things like that. I think he's actually uh, improving because he the his positioning behind the ball and, and the way he gets there and takes his overhead marks is going really, really well for Melbourne. So if he can keep that going, they've got Petrarca, who's on absolute fire. Clayton Oliver playing well in there. Their forward line seems to be working, but uh, they've got Wiedemann and Ben Brown in the in the VFL to try and fit into that forward line as well. So interesting to see them over the next four or five weeks. Totally agree with you, Pez. I think these are more of the stats that you would want to see from an All-Australian uh, Ruckman. One goal, two. You probably want to have that maybe two goals, one. 26 disposals, 10 marks. As you said, a lot of them were sort of intercept marks and then 24 hitouts as well. Like that's more of an All-Australian line rather than 70 hitouts, no goals, two yeah. intercept marks and, you know, 10 touches. Like I think that's the Ruckman that you would prefer to see and that's more of a 90s Ruckman where they can go forward, kick some goals, they play any position, well, that's more suited for him. If Max keeps hitting the scoreboard, he's, he's going to earn that um, All-Australian jacket or whatever they get, uh, which would be really good for him because he, he hasn't earned one yet, I don't think. Uh, the final game was the Cats taking on North Melbourne. North Melbourne led this at quarter time, source 19-9. to nine. Uh, It wasn't a highly skilled or competitive game really. Uh, Geelong winning comfortably in the end, but it uh, wasn't a great watch for the observer. No, North Melbourne really, really bought a scrappy brand of football, and Geelong have been out of form um, as of recent or the whole of this year. But uh, they, they really, Geelong did dominate the game, and Geelong just played down to their opposition, and they just didn't take advantage of the things that they shouldn't have, uh, they should have taken advantage you know, they, they won the clearances. They lost the hitouts by about 30. Um, but for me... Well, we know they don't have a Ruckman and they should have Todd Goldstein. They should have Todd Goldstein. And he, he was very uh, very damaging against Geelong. But it was just, you know, the shots on goal. Like, you know, Geelong dominated. They had 27 shots on goal to, to North Melbourne's 12. And they should have gotten a lot closer to my cheeky than they actually did. Oh, yeah. After, <laughs> after that... After that first quarter, I was like, damn. Mate, first five minutes, you thought, oh, are they going to get to 104? Probably not. They won by, what, about five goals, around 30 points in the end. Um, and Hawkins did not kick five. Uh, no, it was... Uh, so it was no to over 179.5 as the, the over-under, obviously. It was uh, no to the minus 104.5, which I still think is a bargain. Uh, Tom Hawkins kick five didn't do it. The only thing I won is Geelong won most quarters in the game. They won three out of the four. The second, third, and fourth <laughs> quarter. So you go from there and uh, take that in the end. You, uh, we go to our multi, and uh, you might talk about your multi first source because you've got a Red Cross. Yeah, Red Cross for the, the source multi that I've been doing, uh, which it's the first week I've sort of really failed and, and got it wrong. So the St Kilda plus 30.5, we know what happened there. Gold Coast plus 32.5, we know what happened there. And then North, um, Port Adelaide plus 9.5, this is still crazy, plus 9.5, $1.21 on its own. That's a bargain, hey, absolute bargain. Yeah, put your house on that one. Uh, but um, yeah, so a, a total <laughs> loss to that one there, Pez. So over to you. Yeah, that's all right. I uh, had my little four-leg uh, source multi, as you like to call it. Uh, 25 staked on this one. Had West Coast plus one and a half easily. Bulldogs plus one and a half easily. Port Adelaide plus seven and a half. Pretty easy. And then Brisbane plus 11 and a half. Uh, very easy as well. So a sweat-free multi uh, at just shy of two bucks. So return 49.89. And uh, we can look forward now to round six. Fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said,
What are you doing to me? Straight into it, Pez. I'm not giving you any time to think. I'm not giving you any time to, to weasel your way out of doing the specials. I listened to the tape, Pez. You didn't do it last week. So <laughs> yeah, you t- I'm on to it. I like that you didn't hit that. Um, this week, the you know, the first uh, first goal in first two minutes, you get paid out on head-to-head. It's only for the Friday night match, the GWS Brisbane at Sportsbet. But Sportsbet have bought out up to three refunds per match on the same game multis. So three plus leg same game multis must be $2 or more. Uh, you get up to three refunds per match. So so that's pretty decent. With also, I messaged you during the week, Source, the 15-plus disposal market is it's back. back. It's back. So I don't know if you've got any got any in there. I don't, if that's a spoiler alert, but yeah. Well, the 15, legs, uh, 15 disposal uh, market used to be really good because you could get t- players that would normally average 20 in there and you could get them at the, like the $1.9, $1.8 mark, $1.10 mark. But now, that as we've been speaking about, the odds for some of these 20 disposals are just ridiculous. Uh, one of the things I'll talk about a little bit later in the Geelong game is the, the, the odds are just unrealistic in these games. What they've done with the 15 um, disposal mark, they're putting a lot of the Ruckman in there. They're generally your favourite. And then there's a lot of players that just aren't getting a lot of the football. They're averaging under, under 15 anyway. So. Some, of your, some of your backmen that are actually defenders and... And things like that. So uh, have a look. See if you can find any value because uh, sometimes you sometimes you can to just boost that same game multi up a bit. But we'll see what happens. Um, Neds are offering $2 lines on GWS or Bulldogs. So not too much going on there at the moment. Tab have uh, three plus leg same game multis only for the Friday game and the three Sunday games on Anzac Day. Uh, so they're just taking out all five games on the Saturday, which uh, I don't know. Why can't they just do it for the, for the whole time? Um and I think that's about it, Sauce. I didn't check uh, our mates down at points bet because they've pissed me off. Uh, and I know they've pissed you off as well. So uh, They haven't pissed me off. I'm mad. They're dead to me. Yeah, so well, am I. That's why I didn't check them. I, they don't even piss me off anymore. I don't even think about them. They're dead to me. I don't know why it's still an app on my phone. I'm just having a look now. Uh, I, I should probably delete that. Actually. I think I've still got like $50, $50 in there because I refuse to bet it with them. <laughs> I know I know. I should just pull it out. I don't think I can pull it out, but I refuse to, to bet it. Yeah, we'll, we'll stuff them anyway and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you if you aren't banned from promotions, please do try and take advantage of it because uh, we love it when anyone can take advantage of the bookies. Just uh, don't be like Sauce and give them all your money. <laughs> well, let's get on to the uh, the Friday night game pairs. A little bit disappointing they don't have a Thursday night game. As you spoke, five games on a Saturday, two at the exact same time, and we can't do a Thursday night football. I don't understand that anyway, but... Uh, it is it is disappointing. I don't know if it does. You did mention Anzac Day. Anzac Day is on the Sunday. I don't know if it's... a pre-Anzac Day, they want to have five teams on there. But just for um, people actually watching the game, you can't watch two games. Well, you can. No, you can't. But you you can have them on. No, you can't, enjoy, you can't enjoy two games of footy at But once. the broadcast, the broadcasters, the TV rights deal, if you had a game on Thursday night, everyone's watching the footy on a Thursday night. And then that game is a standalone on a Saturday. Whoever's going to watch that game is watching that game anyway. So you actually get more revenue if you're mm-hmm. the AFL if you put a Thursday night game. Yeah, and you risk having, obviously, if you've got two games at once, one Channel 7, one Foxtel, one of the games is going to lose out. Like it's it's not a not a good marketing strategy for for the f- televisors. Well, I think uh, in the future, behind the boundary might have to be in charge of not just the not the fixturing, just the the times and yeah. the and the days of the. I thought you were going to say once uh, once we win a couple of multis and a couple of cheekies, we're going to put a bid in for the television rights. <laughs> well, I might be able. <laughs> to you've got your own hotel, hotel. your own island there, Piers. <laughs> you're going to at least uh, stream some of the games. I, I might need your help here, source. So <laughs> so swim up, All get right. washed up ashore, All and. Right. Uh, Head into round six. I'll bring my A game, all right? We'll start things off with the Friday night game. As we said, Thursday football not available to us, so that's where we're doing the pot on the Thursday. We've got GWS at 3.20 taking on the Bulldogs as clear favourites at $1.35. The line is 19.5 favouring the Bulldogs, and the over-under is 154.5. Pez, are the Bulldogs the real deal? Is a 15.5, sorry, 19.5 dime warranted? Is it down to 19 and a half, is it? 19 and a half's come down from 20. Came in a point. All right. Um, I'm not sure about the real deal source because I'm still worried about their defense and their forwards. Yes, they've they've done all right. The the big downfall for them is Josh Bruce kicking 10 goals against North Melbourne because it's going to be hard to drop him and uh, bring somebody else in to, to take his place. Uh, I think their midfield keeps keep having to run the ball into 50 and, and kick goals. Can they keep doing that? Now, if they can and they finish in the top four, that's great. Uh, I think they might get found out in finals later in the year uh, if it does come down to that with this game style, if you've got the pressure of a Richmond-like. So after round seven, I think we'll know if the Bulldogs are the real deal because uh, they play the Richmond Tigers and and Richmond will be ready to 
put these teams on notice. We've got Melbourne who are undefeated source. We've got mm. Bulldogs who are undefeated. Richmond take them on the next two weeks. They lost two games this season that they probably shouldn't have. And they might just say, you know what? We're going to show the show the AFL that we're still here and, and we're ready to go. So uh, this game, uh, I, I don't love it uh, for a betting standpoint. Uh, too much sauce, but but I have gone a little bit cheeky. Just just because uh, I didn't love it, so I'll throw my uh, cheeky ten at this game and enjoy that tomorrow night. Uh, so I've gone the Bulldogs to win one to thirty nine uh, in a same game multi uh, under one hundred and fifty four points. So a, a close style game and uh, a bit of a, a scrappy game over there. Uh, Toby Green to kick two plus goals. So he kicked one seven last week. Uh, surely you can snag two. And uh, the very, very cheeky, because uh, I did, when I got the cheeky a couple of weeks ago, Sauce, I had the Bulldogs' uh, first scoring players are behind uh, against the Brisbane Lions down in Ballarat. But this time I've got the first scoring play to be a Bulldogs' goal. So uh, if that does happen, that gives me 15 bucks. I did a little uh, 1.08 multiplier on tab. And uh, yeah. 150 return if that gets up, and that'd be a great start to the round. That would be a great start, Pez. Uh, and I like your bet because it allows my bet to get up as well. Um, I, I sort of agree with what you said about um, the Western Bulldogs here. If they can they can get away from teams, um, and they can sort of stream forward and kick goals, and, and them having a forward line is still a bit of a concern. But to me, the teams they've played, they've played Collingwood and they blew them out of the water. Well, they actually didn't blow them out of the water, but no, it was less Colling- than three goals. Collingwood seems to be a struggling team. They beat West Coast in a game at Marvel. Again, at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and West Coast probably should have put them away in that third quarter. Could have gone didn't. either way. North Melbourne, we're not going to talk about. Brisbane, they beat in Ballarat. Yeah, after not going home for, for a week. three weeks. Yeah. And GWS, they beat uh, at Marvel again. So this well, they haven't f- beaten GWS yet. Uh, sorry, uh, Gold Coast. The Gold Coast they beat yep. away. So they actually haven't travelled. And a, a Gold Coast that's got a lot of injuries as well, Sauce. Yep, so this will be their first interstate trip of the year. First interstate trip of the year. The first time they're travelling away from um, from Marvel and Melbourne and Victoria. So I'm, I'm actually with the Giants here. In a three-league same-game multi, as you said, the line came in a half. I jumped on a little bit earlier today. Got him at 20 and a half. Jacob Hoffer to get 20 disposals and Josh Kelly to kick a goal. He's kicked one in every game. He's, he's should should be able to get uh, free. That gives me nice odds of $3.40 and I've whacked 20 on that one, Pez. Uh, I just... And you know what? And I'll eat my, I'm happy to eat my words if the Bulldogs come out and absolutely thump um, the GWS and they are the real deal. I just don't believe that they've beaten anyone yet and their next month is going to be really telling and I think it starts with GWS and, uh, you know, beating them if they are the real deal. But I think GWS have uh, last year's uh, grudge match in there where they absolutely got pounced on their home turf in the back of their mind. Yeah, I hope GWS doesn't don't come oh, out. God, I hope they don't do that again. And just try and go after the bond and go after every single player and be aggressive because it didn't work last time. You actually got embarrassed last year. Uh, so just come out and try and play footy. I think Toby Green should take over the captaincy as well because he has shown that uh, he is the heart of that club and when he's been the captain, they've won the past two weeks and uh, Canilio being out with that injury, uh, he'll be the captain for a long while yet. Uh, so... We'll hope for a good game on a Friday night and uh, move into Saturday where Geelong take on West Coast at GMHBA. Yeah, the first of uh, two 1.45 time slots. The first one, we'll go with the Geelong game. Uh, it is at GMHBA Stadium. Geelong come in favourites, $1.54. West Coast, two forty nine. The line is minus 10.5 favouring the Cats and the over-under total game points is 159.5. Uh, quite low, I think, actually, there, Pez. The total game points, 159.5. Yeah, 159.5. Yeah, yeah, pretty low. What, well, what I've done is... Um, it, well, speaking about the game first, I think Jeremy Cameron is rumoured to play. Yeah, he's dollar dollar eight on sports bet to kick a goal. Hasn't yeah, played the game all year. Hasn't played for Geelong yet. Yeah. Um, interesting thing, Dangerfield. Yeah, his ankle surgery must have gone really well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's still on the sports bet market. Dollar thirty six to kick a goal. So <laughs> where's the no market? <laughs> it's only because he's going to rest up forward because his ankle might still be a bit sore. <laughs> He'll be on bloody him. crutches. <laughs> But, uh, Maybe yeah. if he was playing North Melbourne last week, you can probably uh, justify that one. But in, unless they're pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, I don't think Dangerfield is going to be playing. So that's another big loss for Geelong. There, they uh, really need to turn their season around because they they have did get the win last week against North Melbourne, but they need to win these other games against good competition. And I'll rate West Coast Eagles as good competition. No Luke Shuey, no Elliot Yo, as he's been out all year. Uh, but their forward line with Oscar Allen really impressive last uh, week and Jack Darling. Josh Kennedy is playing a great season as a decoy 
as that decoy forward. And when he does get the ball, he's a beautiful shot at goal. So uh, West Coast there. Shannon Hearn should come back in. Uh, Tom Barras going across that back line. Really, really impressive. And Rotham, who if there was a most improved or whatever for the first five rounds, I reckon I'd give it to him because he's been absolutely outstanding. For my bet source, I've gone a two-leg same-game multi on tab. I've gone under 187.5 points, an alternate line, because I don't think it's going to get that high with... Uh, Geelong's game style down at GMHBA, a couple of other factors. And I'm actually going West Coast plus 10.5 because uh, list versus list, uh, I know the travel factor in the GMHBA is is what's making the, the market swing towards Geelong. If this was at a neutral ground, I think you'd be nearly even or West Coast just a little bit in front. So uh, West Coast plus 10.5 with that, that will get me $2.20 odds and I'll put 20 bucks on it. Yeah, a little, little uh, confused with this line when it first came out with 10.5. I think that's very generous um, you know, for, for either team, realistically. Um, Geelong to be favourites. I think the game should probably be a little bit more, as you said, Pez, probably a little bit more $1.90 odds either way. Um, I think the over-under is extremely low. But what I, because of the uncertainty in the game and a little bit confused about the market, um, especially with Dangerfield in there to kick a goal, I put him in there to kick seven. No, no, no just, 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 just joking. Uh, I had a three-league same-game multi with Sportsbet. I've just gone really basic here. Tommy Stewart to get 20 disposals. He is penciled in every week to, to do that. Um, I've got Tommy Atkins with the 15 or more disposals there, Pez. So Tommy Atkins had 19, 22, 17, 25, and 15. That should be pretty, pretty clear cut. So you found something in the 15s. Yeah, and I've also gone with uh, Reese Stanley. So this is probably my riskier one of the, the three. Reese Stanley's had 14, 22, 15, 10, and 24. And two 15 markets. Two 15 markets. Uh, I think Sam DeConey, he'll get another run last week. He looked all right for a, a, a debutante, um, a taller sort of player. That'll allow uh, Reese Stanley to play more away from the, the hitouts and more of his, I guess, more of that sort of backman that they've been trying to mould him into. <sighs> I think that he'll be able to get 15 touches. That gives me odds of $2.05, and I've put 20 on it. Well, there you go, and... Uh Best of luck with that, but that's the other factor, isn't it? Nat Nui against uh, the Geelong No Ruckman. So yeah, um, whichever midfield can get on top and, and give their forwards a bit of bit of value up there, I think they can uh, get the job done and get the win. Before you before you actually jump into the next round there, Pez, Nick Nat Nui on his own to get 15 disposals against a team with no Ruckman is $2.20. I'm, I'm a Geelong supporter, so I'm probably not going to have a play on that on the pod, but... Tell you what, Pez, that is good value considering he's averaging probably about 13 touches. I think he's had one round where he's uh, had 11. He hasn't hit the 15 threshold this year, but Geelong give up uh, possessions to Ruckman. We've seen it against uh, Max Gorn had 22. Riley O'Brien had probably 10 or 11. You're looking at um, uh, Goldstein. He had probably 11 or 12. I think it's good value. Well, Nick Nat Nui for 15 if he can... Uh I don't know, have to get behind the ball, maybe get his own clearance from his own, own tap work maybe three or four times and, and get over that 15 mark. 220, that's, uh, that's a little bit little bit juicy for you out there. So if you want to have a play at that, get to that. So um, after that, we'll get to the next game, Gold Coast versus Sydney. Yeah, the other 145 time slot, as you mentioned. Gold Coast, $2.14. Outsiders to Sydney, 171 The line here is minus 5.5. The over-under is huge. It's uh, over-under, 172.5. Pez... I don't understand these odds either. I think Sydney are the clear-cut favourite for this game. Um, and $1.71, I think, is absolute bargain. Yeah, uh, I know Tom Hickey went down, uh, so he's probably going to get replaced with, uh, you'd say, maybe uh, Callum Sinclair, something like that, who might come back in if he's fit. St- still more Ruckman than Gold Coast, Scott. E- exactly right. Gold Coast are struggling. They're missing uh, a few key players as well. Uh, will Sydney also rest Buddy and not send him up to Queensland as well? Because he did... Uh, uh, rest in the Richmond game where they came out and still won. And uh, I'm not sure if he's going to rest or not. We'll find out tomorrow night uh, with that. So I think it's been confirmed, but he's out. He's out for, for, oh, for a month or something. Just yeah. Oh, did something happen to him last yeah, week yeah, after no, five he's, goals? He's out. He's out. Well, there you go. If he, if he is out, um, that's why the, the money might be up around $1.70. Up at Metricon in the afternoon, so it should be decent weather. Uh, you're not going to get the torrential rainfall up in Queensland there. But I've gone a, a bit of a doubles market. I've gone Sydney minus 7.5 and, and the total game score to be over 171.5 because Sydney have wanted to score, score quickly and, and score lots of goals this year. So um, they'll be trying to do that through their midfield and what they have left up forward. So uh, I like that at $3.40. I've put $25 on that one. Pez, you and I are on the exact same sort of uh, mindset. I've gone Sydney minus 9.5. Pick your own line. 
uh, two bucks, and I've just whacked the max on it, fifty bucks. I think they can get that done. I, I think that's uh, a very low low line as it is for minus five and a half. I think it should be up probably about the fifteen fifteen and a half mile as it is. I know Franklin going down has been a reason that has probably come in a lot. But uh, even without Franklin, they've got a lot of scoring power. They've got many, many forwards there. They're playing against another young side as well. So the experience, they're actually probably going to be the, one of the more experienced teams out there. I think Sydney can get this done pretty easy. Yeah, I'm in full agreement there. And then uh, we move to the Twilight game on Saturday. We do. We've got Carlton versus Brisbane. Another interesting one here. Another head scratcher, really. Carlton, two weeks in a row. I just don't understand what the boogies are doing. Either way, they've put them uh, pretty close uh, as outsiders. $2.12 to Brisbane's $1.73. The line, again, minus 5.5. Over-under, one seventy-three and a half. Pez, is this back-to-back weeks that the bookies have made got this wrong? Look, uh, I think they have. I, I don't know. Um, I know Brisbane haven't had the best start to the season. Uh, their disposal's been quite poor. Lockie Neal played himself into form last week. They've got Joe Danaher up forward, uh, Eric Hipwood. Uh, players like this, Jared Lyons is super impressive through that midfield. Uh, and Daniel Rich really controlling the ball and, ki- and kicking it from the back. You look at Carlton last week, uh, if you watch that game, you're not going to bet on Carlton. You're not going to bet him to get within, what, five points of the Brisbane Lions because their disposal was so poor. They're still playing Levi Casbolt up there. Uh, I just don't get it for Carlton. They've got Jack Martin who's sitting on the sidelines still. Uh, I don't think he's back yet. So um, Carlton, 212-173. I think this should be more in the Brisbane Lions' favour. Definitely because uh, they were minus seven and a half earlier in the week, Source, and uh, I I really wanted to jump on that. Uh, but waited a little bit, and on the pod here, I've put the max 50. Brisbane minus five and a half. How can I not? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Pears. I think the line uh, minus seven and a half, when I saw that earlier in the week, I'm like, that is grouse. Um, and I learned from my mistake last week, and I didn't jump on that. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't because minus five and a half means everything else comes in as well. I haven't gone in with that exact same bet, Pears. I've gone with, uh, I put down my bonus bet for this game. So I had a $20 bonus bet, as we know. I've gone Brisbane head to head at the dollar seventy three, and I've paired that up with the quarter time line of minus one and a half that gets me odds of 250 that's a pretty straightforward one I should get 30 dollar profit winnings should be great wow so brisbane just have to be leading by two points or more at quarter time and, and then win the, the match game. yeah that's uh that's very decent at 250 there you think they'll come out firing carlton have a lot to prove but uh when have carlton ever come out and prove proved anything really yeah they're normally a slow starting team uh, carlton as it is um and well they've they've taken up to round five and they still haven't fired so <laughs> very slow starting but they play behind the eight ball but i don't know why the bookies keep they, keep trusting they them. beat gold coast two weeks ago and then they're playing port adelaide who are going to finish top probably four top four yeah and, and only lost one game probably top two beat two, richmond two, yeah at two, home in a they in lost a one game to west coast which was away. Yeah. Um, yes, they're playing at MCG. I don't get that. Uh, here, uh, it's probably not as as bad as what the Port Adelaide one was with, with the Brisbane and the bookies here, but I still think it's great value. Brisbane minus five and a half or even pick your own line and go a little bit higher. Yeah, most definitely. All right, let's get into the the uh, Saturday night game. One of two Saturday night games uh, before Anzac Day, Anzac Day Eve, I guess you could call it. Melbourne take on Richmond. This should be an absolute classic. Uh, they're, they're they're touting it as the unbeaten team versus last year's premiers. Anything for some uh, some ratings there, Pez. Two dollars ten, you can get Melbourne as the outsiders. One seventy four is Richmond favourites. Minus five and a half. They love that five and a half. I think they just got a bit lazy there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the over under is one fifty seven and a half. Pez, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, uh, well, this is a very interesting game now, very similar to the Carlton Brisbane in terms of odds, but very different in terms of their game and what's going to be happening. Now, Melbourne supporters are up and about. They, they're thinking that the team might be, uh, heading to the top four, heading back to finals and trying to play off for that premiership. Now, this is very dangerous for Melbourne, I think, because Richmond coming off, uh, two losses in a row, and then they smashed St. Kilda by 86 points. And the pressure we saw was elite at Marvel. Now, Richmond don't usually do that pressure uh, at Marvel Stadium. They show that pressure the best where? At the MCG. So I think that Richmond, if they show oh, 70% of what they did against St. Kilda in quarters two to four, uh, they'll beat Melbourne pretty comfortably here. Uh, Melbourne have been impressive. Max Gorn in the ruck, Christian Petrarca, their forward line. I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to bring in Ben Brown? Are they going to bring in Wiedemann? I think they have to bring in Wiedemann, possibly for Mitch Brown. But I'm not sure they can bring in Ben Brown yet. They've already won five in a row. You don't want to muck anything up there. Um, Stephen May is out as well. And yeah, big out. Richmond and uh, with uh, Rewald and Lynch down there. No Stephen May. I know Lever's been playing really well. 
But I think Richmond can get over the top of them, put that pressure in and get those easy goals on the turnover. So I've gone uh, Richmond minus five and a half and I've put the max 50 on that as well. Yeah, that's a great bet. I think that, you know, the forward line troubles that uh, Melbourne are going to experience in terms of trying to defend Richmond. I mean, Rewalt's in flying form. I mean, he picked up a a couple of goals in junk time last week uh, against St Kilda from about the second quarter onwards was junk time, I think, Pez. But, you know, he's kicked four, four, (laughs) one, three, five. Like, he's been on fire. And they've also got the other twin towers of Tom Lynch to deal with. You know, May's a huge out for them. Um, It is a big test for them. And I think that one of the things that we know that Melbourne do, unfortunately, is they show us glimpses of something awesome. And, you know, last week was a really big win and the week before was a really big win against the Cats, against the Hawks. Um, this is the big test for them and they will... Um, Richmond will not have their guard down. They will be prepared for this game. And one man who absolutely was dominant last week is one of the men that I'm putting my... Uh, Cheeky! ...in the hands of, Pez. Do you know who that man is? Who was dominant last week? Yep. Petrarca was dominant? I'm talking the other way, mate. I'm talking the Richmond Tigers. Uh, I fell asleep. The most dominant player in the competition at the moment. The player that has the ability to put the game in his hand and win it off his own boot. Or who's won games off their own boot in premierships in the last few years? Yeah, not sure. Not sure? Well, <laughs> you're an idiot. So uh, <laughs> I've got a, a four-leg same-game multi, and I'm putting all my trust in Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin, to get 20 disposals, he'll get that in his sleep. He's a big-game player. He loves absolutely dominating, and this is what he has, his spotlight. When he's winning games, when he's winning Norm Smiths, what else is he doing, Pez? Kicking goals. Kicking goals. I've got him for two or more goals. If you like that on your own, you can get that at 320 for him to kick. For two goals? Two goals. Wow. Him at 320, which is an absolute bargain. I've also gone with uh, Jackie Arts. He's kicked a goal in every game to kick a goal. Yeah, always and then I've up. gone with, this is probably the riskiest one, I think, there, uh, considering I've got uh, all these other ones and a nice little total for my cheeky. Caden McIntosh to get 15 or more. And the reason that he's averaged, he averages 14 um, disposal a game. But he really doesn't. He's had 13, 13, 13, nothing, 19. I think that uh, they're going to dominate the game. I think that he's going to go into that midfield a little bit. He's going to come off that back line. I think he should get 15. That gives me odds at $9.20 pairs. Yep. And I've put my cheeky 10 on it. Yeah, very nice. Uh, if Dustin Martin dominates, uh, Richmond get the win. Camden McIntosh possibly there. Uh, just for the punters out there that do bet on the disposal markets, um, sometimes you've got to look a little bit deeper than the averages. And that's why I think, Source, you mentioned the... 13, 13, 0. A player could have got an injury, yep. finished with two disposals, their average goes down, or their average is skewed because they had a 34 disposal game and then they had 18, 17, 18, 17. Mm-hmm. So they're not really a 20 disposal player, even though they average 22 disposals a game. So if you go just off uh, average disposals, you probably end up losing more than you win. Well, that's generally what sports bet, that's how they work it out. They just go off the, they just go straight off disposals, they just go straight off the averages. Um, because it obviously gives them the, the best in their favour, the odds. And that's why you've got to look at matchups. You've got to look at who they've played. You've got to look at when they got injured. Like, why did they only get 13? Why did they get more than 15? Yeah. Who did they play? Where did they yeah. play? What position are they playing? Who's coming back into the team that's going to affect their midfield time? There's lots of factors to think about when uh, making a disposals bet uh, with that. Uh, in saying that, the game that probably won't get as much TV time as that one source is uh, Fremantle versus North Melbourne. Yeah, that's correct, Pez. Uh, $1.08 favourites for Fremantle over at SBS Stadium. North Melbourne, the outsiders, $8.50. The line again, plus 30.5. It's uh, up to minus 43.5, and, and I expect that to continue to leak towards Fremantle's favour. Um, despite North Melbourne being not impressive, but they uh, put up a bit of a fight last week against a really disappointing Geelong. Interesting that the line is minus 43.5, but the over-under total game points is 162.5. To me, that doesn't really line up. We've seen Fremantle pilot on before. They, they're they playing at home. That Fremantle crowd, uh, everything's in Fremantle's favour. You've got to be on the Dockers here, Pez. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not on the Dockers because uh, because of the price and uh, already, I've already played two max bets earlier on in the in the round. And I've got my multi coming up and things like that. So at $1.08, you can't really touch them for $1.08, but... Um, the line scares me a little bit. At, at what's it at now? Is it 42 and a half? 43 and a half. It's, it's going to so continue to leak. So it's still growing uh, towards uh, North Melbourne's favour and getting them more points on the board. Uh, you might play at a, at a 40 plus market or an alternate line somewhere, but you saw lots of punters last week playing the 57 and a half line uh, against North Melbourne and it didn't come out. They lost that by 27, just the line they lost by 27. So very dangerous for me. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to find something closer to the day, but not right now. I think Fife, Monday in there, will we'll give Tabena, who's having a, another pretty good season considering Fremantle have had some uh, 
pretty poor performances. Uh, he's very important focal point for them up there. And Luke Ryan would have got the three Brownlow votes last week. He was absolutely fantastic against Adelaide. Uh, and yeah, just no bet for me in this one. Fremantle to win pretty comfortably. Not sure by how much. Yeah, I think Fremantle win pretty comfortably. Um, you're right. The 43 and a half is scary, especially when the two markets you normally go for are the big win, little win, and that's one to 39. And for them to be 40 plus is 167. But then the line is 43 and a half to me. And it's too close for comfort. I don't like that. Uh, I think they probably get it done. And they, they possibly North Melbourne can get it back in the last couple of minutes. But at the same time, it could absolutely just leak because SBS Stadium could be rocking and they could just pile on by 100 points. Too unpredictable for that one. I've got no bet in that game, uh, but I think Fremantle will do it easy. Oh, and then we head into Anzac Day. We've got three Anzac Day games because it does fall on a Sunday. We do, and it's looks like uh, it's going to be a good Anzac Day. Pairs up at dawn, uh, and then you've got like a five-hour break before the next game at 12.30, um, which is an unusual time for a Sunday game. They did not want it to clash with uh, not the, at all. the big Anzac not Day. Not at all. But we've got Hawthorne taking on Adelaide. 164 for Hawthorne, who are favourites. Uh, 226 for the Crows. Minus 8.5 is the line. Over under 167.5. Pez, tell me what you're doing here. Um, not, not so much what I'm doing, uh, in terms of betting, but, uh, as I've mentioned earlier, Tex Walker with the, with the calf, uh, I don't think they take him down there. Rory Sloan possibly still out and Crouch as well. So, uh, they're going to struggle in the midfield. Adelaide did well to win three games early on, but, uh, Fremantle being able to beat them last week over there was a, was a great pickup if you jumped on their line or head to head or you picked Fremantle and you're tipping. Uh, Hawthorne, yes, they got blown out in that fourth quarter last week against Melbourne Source, but um, we know Melbourne have the the better list and the better talent, and Hawthorne just had had enough on that day by the looks of things. But <laughs> down at down at Tasmania, uh, Hawthorne do have the players. Jaeger Amira uh, has looked impressive in the midfield, actually winning his own pill and and getting the ball up forward. Luke Bruce is always uh, dangerous up forward, and I think with just a couple of those players there, they'll be able to take care of Adelaide. If I was looking anywhere, I'd look at a, at a Hawthorne head-to-head market around the, the $1.64 mark there, but uh, I'm going to steer clear for the pod at the minute. Yeah, I think that's uh, – well, that's the, the same sort of route I'm going. Um, you don't know what Adelaide's going to turn up, and as I said early in the podcast, Hawthorne have been around in most games. They, um, they don't have the talent yet. They don't have the stamina to go with the whole team. Uh, I'm going to steer clear. I'd be probably looking – if anything, you might go maybe the eight and a half. They could maybe get it done uh, with no Tex Walker for Adelaide. He's probably been their best player. And the reason they've been in so many games, you'd say he's probably going to miss. Uh, that's probably where I'd make the play, Pez. So you're looking at Hawthorne for the, for the win and slash maybe the line. Yeah, uh, the line, uh, it's what, nine and a half or so? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Probably so it's, it's going to go up and down around between seven and ten. So you could make a play at the line. Or the, the other one that you, where you could, might find some value is the halftime, full-time double. Hawthorne to lead at halftime and, and full-time. So yeah, wire to wire maybe as well. So see what that's paying and, and go from there. I uh, don't think Adelaide keep up with them uh, down there, even though Hawthorne are, are quite a poor side this season. Yeah, all right. Let's get on to the big Anzac Day class. The prime time, 3.20, Channel 7's not going to budge time slot. Uh, $1.75 for Collingwood. Essendon, 2.10 outsiders. It's definitely coming in this one uh, with the, the news of all the Collingwood injuries as well as Essendon being really underperforming. I would say this almost uh, becomes a pick and buy Anzac Day. Minus 4.5 is the line and 167.5 is the total game points. Yeah, tough, tough game, this one. Uh, five and a half of the line again, eh? Uh, four and a half, it came in. Came in four and a half? Came in four and a half. Oh, absolutely spewing because my bet is on the uh, on the line there. So I'll give that away. But um, Taylor Adams is a big loss uh, to this Collingwood midfield. Jordan Dugowie obviously misses through concussion and uh, Howe doing his hamstring last week. They're also missing Jamie Elliott, which doesn't really help them. Uh, quick question, not related to that. The mobile phone incident from last week, Source, we, we haven't really discussed that. Dugowie went and grabbed Howe's phone and his own when they were subbed out of the game, uh, and it's against the AFL protocol. My, my biggest concern for it is not the fact that they've grabbed the phone. It's the fact that they knew that the box would be open and the fact that they didn't even think twice before going down to the, to the area. Um, it, it more says about the Collingwood culture that we're slowly seeing unfolding that over the last probably two or three years, the club is slowly, slowly declining, and it's not just on-field. It is the off-field the actual incident itself, I don't have a big deal if the player is injured messaging family members and going, hey, that's, that's the hey, I'm fine. But realistically, to me, the bigger issue is not that they grabbed it. It's the fact that, one, the box was unlocked. Two, they didn't even they, – they knew it was open. Like, they knew that they could go in there and have access. That's a bigger issue to me. Yeah. Playing away, you've surely got someone there. Nathan Buckley did come out and say, 
uh, we're understaffed from COVID. I don't think uh, you need a lot of staff to, to hold lo- a locked to lock a box, box and a key phone <laughs> and just hold it to the end of the match. Um, but that's the argument for some people saying, "Who gives a shit if they got their mobile phone? They might be uh, messaging their family, their girlfriend, their wife, whatever it is." Um, it is a big issue, I think. It, it, they can't have access to that. And one of the reasons is because they've got intel to 100%. the game and what's happening and there could be messaging someone who could be placing uh, bets or, or something like that if they're uh, thinking straight and doing things like that. So they've had their fine. Uh, I'm sure no team will do that again, uh, at least for the rest of the season. Um, Essendon, they, they are missing players as well, Source. They're missing Draper in the ruck. Hurley is out indefinitely. You've got Jai Coldwell who did his uh, hamstring earlier on. He's still out. Ridley. Who's, who's huge a out, big, huge big out. loss, which is swinging my bet. Uh, Dylan Shield is also out there. So those players within their best 22. And I've gone uh, with Tab Collingwood minus five and a half for 25 bucks. And I wish I had waited until we talked about the Hawthorne game because I would have got him at four and a half. So I've gone the opposite pairs, but I've got one less point in you. I've gone uh, Essendon plus four and a half. No, yeah, plus four and a half. Yep. So there's no way our bets can win here. Is that right? Is it like 0.5? No. So you're plus four and a half, I'm minus five and a half. One yeah. of us is losing. One of us is losing. So I've gone head to head with you, Pez, which we could uh, both lose. is dangerous for you. How can we both lose? Well, Colin would win by five. Yeah, we, yeah <laughs> no, but then you win. No, I don't, because I've oh, got minus so, five and a half. Yeah, let's hope, uh, <laughs> let's hope it's a draw and we both, uh, well, I win, so you no, lose. If it's a draw, you win. <laughs> I don't care. I've got 25 on that one at... Uh, at what odds have I got here? So, oh no, actually, I've gone. I've gone Essendon to win straight out. Sorry, my apologies. I've gone um, Essendon straight out. Well, that win. changed quickly. Two two dollars ten, uh, uh, twenty five dollars on that one. No, I think that's great value. I, I agree that there are a lot of both teams are hit with injuries. Essendon, I think, have a lot more to play for, um, and for some reason, they're still really hopeful of their season. Um, and whereas Collingwood, I think, have sort of lean starting to lean into they are, yeah. that uh, rebuild. Whereas Essendon, for some reason, they're still very hopeful, uh, despite being pretty poor earlier this year. All right, so so I, I just want to explain a little bit of why I'm actually on Collingwood here. I think Brody Grundy has had big games in terms of hitouts, and Collingwood haven't been able to win that midfield battle. I think that they will need to step up and, and really do something about that. I know Jordan Degoe is a big loss. Uh, Jeremy Howe, not as big a loss as you would think because he was actually missing all of last season and they've got people to cover him. Darcy Moore's actually, please, play in defence. Um, <laughs> if, if you're going to play him forward and you're getting dominated in the second quarter by West Coast forwards, move him back, Bucks. Move him back. Don't, uh, don't take your pride in there as the coach, but... Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm going for uh, Brody Grundy dominance in the ruck and uh, Collingwood to kick a score that's six points or more bigger than Essendon. Yeah, well, well just while we're doing a bit of a why you picked them, I think you are correct in, in some of those, you know, them needing to play big games and then they have performed in big games. But I think the stats don't lie, Pez. I think, you know, Essendon going a lot more into their inside 50, like almost seven times more than, than Magpies. Um, and they're only about, that sounds like a big market against the Demons, but they're only nine off the Western Bulldogs who are sitting second of inside 50s. They 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 handle the pill pretty well. They've got some players that accumulate the pill quite well. They do lack goal-scoring ability, but I think both teams really lack goal-scoring ability. Um, and I think that realistically, whoever's getting the ball in there more is going to have more opportunities. And, and that's been the straight reason for me going with Essendon. Yeah, and fair enough. It's a, a big one and it gets a little bit more uh, airtime, yeah, for the for the big Anzac Day clash there. And uh, we've got a third Anzac Day clash. We do have the third one. Uh, this one was played in, uh, I think it was meant to be played in Shanghai or was that what the... Oh, uh, where have we played? We played years? in New Zealand New like Zealand, years ago. Shanghai, and China, you've yeah. played everywhere. Um, but this one is going to be at Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide are playing St Kilda. Favourites to uh, the Port Adelaide Power, $1.21. Outsiders, four forty-five with the Saints. The line, minus 27.5. The bookies put a little bit more effort in in pairs and haven't gone the 5.5. <laughs> Over, under for the total game points is 168.5. Yeah, the line's are uh, creeping out a little bit more uh, towards uh, Port Adelaide's minus margin. Uh, I don't think the Saints can win. I think Rowan Marshall and Zach Jones are, are rumoured to come back into the side and St Kilda without Rowan Marshall have been absolutely shocking. Uh, but against a Port Adelaide side, uh, the book, the punters aren't going to do a uh, what they did for Carlton last week and you know, that, that'd be like making St Kilda favourites this week against Port Adelaide, <laughs> what, like what they did with Carlton last week. I think Port Adelaide win. I hope St Kilda can put up a fight. Uh, I've got a no bet there and I look forward to my multi. 
Yeah, I'm going to get straight into the multi-pairs. This is a nothing game for me. I think Port Adelaide win quite easy. Uh, the line is creeping out a little bit further. I would have liked it to be aware about more, maybe minus 24.5. I think that's more of a safer sort of line. So you might look at maybe um, an alternate line and get it down to like $1.50, maybe $1.70. Um, but I think anything powered up with um, any multis you're doing, Port Adelaide at $1.21 to win, that'll just tip things off nicely. Yep, and and fair enough. All right, the multi, the 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 big time source. Uh, I've put a five leg same game multi together with uh, a few different things in it. I've gone that Brisbane minus five and a half line that I love. I've put the Richmond minus five and a half line, which I also love. I've put Sydney just to win head to head at a dollar sixty five. Uh, Fremantle just to win at a dollar eight. I don't think there's any chance that they actually lose that. So I've just it boosts it by a whole dollar. At the Ooh, end, after I put everything I think. out, that's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Hawthorne, I've put one to thirty-nine. I, I'm not sure if they can blow Adelaide out by forty plus. I think they win, and one to thirty-nine at two ten, a little bit of value in there. I'll put thirty bucks on that. The odds are thirteen dollars fifty source, so that'll return four oh five if that one gets up. Wow. It'll be a big round. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think you need to pick this one, Pez. Cheeky. <laughs> I was, I was going to press the Christ. button, but I already did the cheeky. That threw me off there, actually, because I just wasn't <laughs> expecting those big odds, and you just casually went, yeah, I put 30 on it, don't care, that's fine, money for jam, money for VBs. Uh, I've gone the similar sort of trend what I've been doing, Pez, it has been very close and has been working. I've gone a four-leg, five-leg, sorry, same game, same round multi, I guess, with all alternate lines, and they all are about 20 and a half. So Geelong, 20 and a half, Sydney, 20 and a half, Brisbane, 20 and a half, Richmond, 20 and a half, and Essendon, plus 22 and a half. Uh, that gives me odds of 259, because I power played it, and I've chucked 15 on that one. There you go, you're liking that alternate lines, and you're, you're probably putting the plus 20 on teams you think could possibly win. Yes, so, yes, uh, most definitely. That's the play. That's the plan of attack. And uh, they lose uh, by, you know, one goal, what, two five, goals, three goals. <laughs> yeah, all right. That should so, be should be fine. So it's good from there. Um, uh, Pez, before you, before you uh, sign off and forget something else, I know that you try and get out of things all the time, and I am clawing my way back. So before we finish, uh, we have changed the form up, format a, a little bit for this show. We need to do our lines uh, without our actual betting line. So we are in a bit of a tipping comp, you and I, and I thought what we could do for this one is we could get into coin toss. No explanation. We've already gone through who we think is going to win. You just tell us the team and the line that you're going to be with. You think you can do that? Oh, of course I can do that, Sauce. Uh, last week, round five, you didn't want to didn't want to speak about that. You're going to try and gloss over that. I got seven out of nine lines and uh, you with a nice four. Yeah, I definitely uh, let the – we were even Stevens and I uh, fell behind two again. But this week, Pez, I'm feeling confident. Four coin toss, I think I can uh, make my way back. Yeah, you think you can. Uh, you're two behind now, so you need, a, you need to catch up to Sauce. Start chasing. It was a toss of the coin. Big time again. That's going to be me this week, Pez. Uh, let's get straight into things. Western Bulldogs versus GWS. The line is 19.5 towards the Bulldogs. What are you with? Uh, go the dogs. I'm with GWS, so I'm already going to be beating you. All right, Geelong playing West Coast. The line is 10.5 in favour of the Cats. Eagles. Cats. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, Gold Coast playing Sydney. The line is minus five and a half in favour of the Swans. Sydney. Oh, I suppose I'll go back to back with you. All right, so uh, I'm going the Swans in that one. Carlton versus Brisbane. The line <laughs> is minus five and a half as uh, the trend is for the next couple of games. Brisbane, I reckon. Yep, I'll take Brisbane 100% there. Melbourne versus Richmond. Minus five and a half in favour of Richmond. Tigers. Tigers. Fremantle versus North Melbourne. Interesting one, this one, Pez. Minus 43 and a half. Fremantle. Yeah, I think Fremantle can get that done, 43 and a half. I might just stay uh, that one so I don't get four <laughs> behind. All right, Hawthorne playing Adelaide, minus eight and a half in favour of the Hawks. Yeah, I think it'll be a 1 to 39, as I said earlier in the show, but um, I've got to jump on the Hawthorne line and be barracking for them to have a good win. Yeah, I think that one's uh, an easy one, Hawthorne here. We already know our thoughts in this one, Pez. Collingwood playing Essendon, minus four and a half. Officially, um, what's uh, your line? Collingwood. And I'm with Essendon. 
All right, the last game of the round. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Port Adelaide playing St Kilda. The, the line is minus 27.5 in favour of the power. Yeah, power win by five-plus goals. Yeah, I'm with the power as well. And that is uh, coin toss, Pez, and that's a nice little... Uh, that, that's, I'm feeling very confident walking away from that. A, a little coin toss, huh? Uh, you've got a couple couple different against me in the first two games of the round, so yep. try and get even Stevens again and then uh, see how we go for the rest of the round. You yeah. might be able to pit me on Anzac. I think there. I might be able to pit, yeah, exactly right. Get up by one, yeah. maybe even two. Did I hear that correctly? Maybe two? No, oh, I think oh, it's yeah. just one. Yeah, just one. You're three, three different, but you've got to get the first two source to be able to have that chance. Uh, best of luck. Uh, very hard to beat me. So uh, we'll go from there. Uh, enjoyed the show tonight. We've got the uh, the bets, which will be out on Twitter exclusively at Behind the Bound. Uh, jump on board. Give them a follow, like, whatever you need to do. And if you're listening to the podcast source, what do you need to do? You need to make sure that you uh, rate five stars and leave a comment. That's how uh, other people can find us and we can start showing up in that ratings. Pez, still in that top 150 of AFL podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 150 out of 150, we'll take it. It's not uh, out of 150. Yeah. I think there's like 200 <laughs> podcasts, all right? So we're at, least, we're at least better than 50 other podcasts. There'd have to be over 200 AFL podcasts, wouldn't there? Easily. Uh, anyway, uh, good luck in your punting. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time, guys. <laughs>